Well, hello again, and welcome to the show. This is going to be a blue show. Wait until you see, and I'll tell you more about it. So stay tuned. Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. Before we start, I just have to tell you how excited I am about doing keynote speeches again. Oh my gosh. This goes back 25 years ago when I actually started as a keynote speaker. And now guess what the topic is? Etiquette, business etiquette. What's in, what's not. Well, let me tell you, companies are saying, please, Valerie, come and do this because we need to know how to do things better. And today's show is going to be talking about doing things the right way. I want you to know my guest today is Leslie Lair, and she has a company called Leslie Lair Living. Okay, and before we start, I want to thank our sponsors today. First of all, Betty Ryder. Yes, it's a red door you go through at Preston Center, and Betty Ryder Boutique has incredibly beautiful, as I'm wearing today, European styles. So do stop by and tell Betty you saw this advertisement and her sponsorship on Doing It Right. And I also want to remind you of taylorbags.com. Go to shop at Stephanie Taylor, that's an at sign first, at Stephanie Taylor, and you will see some beautiful soft leather handbags. This one I'm taking on a trip soon, and I've got it flat because I wanted to show you that I can just roll it up. I'll get on the plane with my little bag. I'll have this in the suitcase, and then I'll be able to carry this with the stuff I need for a business trip, right? And I'll be classy as I do it. So be sure and check those out. Visit taylorbags.com. Okay. Leslie Lair, welcome to the show. Oh, what a treat to be here. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. You know, I have followed you, Leslie, since you first began your wonderful journey on what you're doing now. So just tell us what exactly are you doing as a lifestyle expert? Well, I, yes, I am a lifestyle expert that specializes in not just lifestyle, but hosting and organizing. I am fortunate to offer local services here in Phoenix, also virtual for those that are outside the Phoenix area. I have now branched into events and collaboration partnerships. And when I'm not working directly with clients, I have the thrill of being a television contributor for several stations and also offering some tips through publications. You know what? You told me when we talked that you had a great elevator introduction. And since I teach that in my leadership programs, it's not hard to do. Would you mind telling us your fabulous elevator introduction and give our audience something that's 
not so easy, but you make it sound so. What do you say? Thank you. So I'm Leslie Lair Living, and I am a lifestyle organizing and hosting expert. I am known as the go-to girlfriend for the modern-day superwomen who want to live their best life with less at home, work, and play. And the less is off of your name, obviously. Leslie, that's so perfect. How did your parents know to name you that? <laughs> it's perfect, Leslie. I I just want to say I honestly stay as organized as I can. And yet the busier I get, the more out of control I get. And then my house gets cluttered. So I so get it. What you do is so important for busy women who want to have their home in order, want to have things organized. If they get it uncluttered, you come back, I guess, right? Tell us a story of maybe about your very first client. How did you get her and what did you do? Absolutely. So it's actually a funny story because I was reluctant to start my own business. My husband encouraged me. He said, you've got to be a professional organizer. And the following night, we were at a dinner with a whole group of our dear friends. And he explained that he was trying to get me to start my business and what it was. And this round table of friends were so supportive. All of them said, yes, you've got to do it. And then one in particular, a good friend of mine, uh, Shauna and her husband, Scott, had just moved into a beautiful new home. And they said, Leslie, you need to come to our house tomorrow and work for us to help us get organized. And I was reluctant. I was intimidated because I really didn't have a full plan. But with their encouragement, I jumped in and they became my first client. They've been long-term clients. They're dear friends. And then word just kind of got out from there. They, they were part of my champion of cheerleaders. It only takes that one, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I was thinking about your uh, starting a business. There are a lot of women out there, men as well, who get a little bit anxious when you think about what it takes to start a business. And I'm one of them. I just sort of started. I don't know exactly that I had a plan. In fact, I know I didn't because a friend said, well, show me your business plan. <laughs> I said, I don't have one. She said, well, let me help you with one. And it got so detailed. I'm not a detailed person. I said, you know what? I think I've got it figured out. I'll try to follow this. And then I threw it away. <laughs> but when you started the business, for my audience listening that might want to start a business or are just starting a business, how did you know, first of all, Leslie, the right timing? Because you, you're, as you said, the CEO of the Lair family, right? I mean, you had a family and you are in all kinds of nonprofits, as are many of our audience is. So, Tell us how you just decided one day this was the right time. You know, for me, it really came down to it was the right time because of where we were in our family, where mm. I wasn't needed 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And I saw a hole 
that for me, I wanted to fill. I have always wanted to live with purpose and I could see that I had more free time, which for those of your uh, audience might relate to an uneasy feeling when you have too much free time, when you're a busy person. <laughs> and for me, that meant free time allowed me to take a pause and open up ideas for where I wanted to go. And starting a business was really my husband's idea. And truly, I kept it simple. I just did one step at a time. I have always been honest at the very beginning, you know, I was just starting out. So I was learning the ropes as, uh, you know, with my clients. And as we, you know, needed the LLC and the website, I took those on when we needed them and really focused my efforts on my service I was providing and, and making sure my clients were happy and satisfied. And then just things grew from there, but in a very, um, a pace that made sense for me. Mm. I didn't want to overspend. I wanted to make sure I just really needed the items that, that I needed to be successful, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm grateful that you said you didn't want to spend and didn't spend a lot of money because um, I, for one, and I know many entrepreneurs felt this way, well, I've got to have this and I've got to spend that and I've got to hire these people and yada, yada, yada. What do you say? You know, I, I love that question because I definitely have seen so many of my peers who yeah. suffer from analysis paralysis, <laughs> where they're thinking of all the things that, may, that they might need and yeah. it's preventing them from actually doing it. Mm -hmm. And just like the, you know, the term, just do it. I found I needed to just do it. And that meant for me, before investing, I really turned to individuals that I trusted, mm -hmm. that I admired, that had small businesses, and I talked to them. And I received such great insight from these individuals that have already proven themselves. And what I learned from my journey is that there were those, there were people who were CEOs of large corporations that offered me free support and assistance simply because they saw something in me I didn't see in myself. And it's meant the world to me and it's something I I now do with new businesses is I pay it forward, I give advice, I offer different tips um, to make sure that that we all realize we're in this together and you know the more we can support one another, just imagine how many entrepreneurs there'll be in the future. You know, that's so true. And I uh... I've had a hard time asking for help. Does that resonate with you? <laughs> I had Absolutely. to learn, Leslie, I had to learn. And one day I picked up the phone and I actually called the husband of a friend. And she had said, just call, call Lee, call Lee. She kept saying that, just call my husband. He'd be happy to advise you. And I didn't and I didn't and I didn't. And one day I decided, I guess I will. And when I called him 
And I said, I, your wife said I could feel free to call you, and I love your thoughts on X, Y, Z. And here's what he said. He said, well, I was waiting for you to call. She said you would, and you didn't, and you didn't. And I said, I know, it's really hard to ask for help. And he said, but you're not asking for help. You're asking for thoughts, wisdom, experience, and whatever I can share, to your point, paying it forward. I love paying it forward. I'll never forget that, Leslie, and it's really helped since then. This was, thank goodness, some time ago. But it really helped me realize, like myself and like you, we're happy to share. And here's the other thing. It troubles me when someone starts a conversation with, oh, Valerie, I know you're so busy. And I, at this point, I stop them and I say, just a minute, just a minute with a smile on my face, if it's by phone, I hope they can hear it. I'm never too busy. And you, Leslie, I bring it up, is because you're so real. The audience that can see you can see that. You just exude realness. That's my guess, authentic, successful people. That's the only kind of people I want on the show. And that's you, you're just real. Like, come on over and have a cup of coffee, Leslie, right? So I bring it up because I wonder if you've ever had anyone say to you something like, oh, you've just got it all together, or oh, you're, you're so perfect, or some of these things that people can say and not realize how the other person is receiving it. So talk to us about that. You know, it's so, it is funny, and I should take it as a compliment. Sure. My mom would say, be very, you know, and I'm always gracious, but my mom will say, that's a beautiful compliment. But the truth is, one, if I look put together, that's simply because I've been raised that you, you know, you always go out with, if you if you look your best, you'll feel your best. That's and true. And so that's part of business etiquette, mm -hmm. Valerie, that I know you touch on. And I would I was raised with that. So if I am looking put together, it's simply because that's part of my routine. But what most people don't know is that by no means am I perfect. I actually really stress to my clients, to my family, to my friends, you know, no one is perfect. We all make mistakes. I, I truly, those of my dear friends will know if, especially when I make a really bad mistake. I mean, I am sharing it with everyone because I, you know, I learn a lot from our mistakes. However, perfection, I, I, I think that's, you know, I don't know if one can truly achieve perfection. It's just, I choose to not sweat about the small stuff. Part of my business and the message, message that I share with those in my community and my clients is that focus on the areas that are important to you, that mm -hmm. maybe it might be your strength and just focus on that and eliminate that stress of all the other things in your life that might cause you that extra anxiety. Maybe that might help me as I'm talking to people that they think that I don't have a bad day or I'm not stressed. I'm stressed all the time. I just choose to 
not let it bother me. I'm a big proponent of laughing a lot. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, if, you know, you saw what's, you know, while I'm always slightly organized and things are in its place, what's happening all around is always crazy. I mean, the stories that I know my daughter, my family and friends could tell, it would be way too long. to explain. Okay, so I have to ask you, what's the silliest thing you've done lately? Oh my gosh. Okay. This one is really, I mean, this is so, this is actually, I typically say that I don't get embarrassed, but I'm going to share this story only because um, when I tell it, it's, so I, um, okay. So I <laughs> am not the big chef. I'm not a cook. I mean, I cook, I, obviously I prepare food and, but I'm not the baker when it comes to Thanksgiving, my parents are amazing chefs, as are my in-laws. So I've been married now 27 years. A few years ago was the very first time that everyone was coming to our house and I was in charge of Thanksgiving. And that is embarrassing in itself that I was I'm that old for the very first time. My parents gave me the list of everything that needed to, you know, be purchased. Really, I was not making the dinner. It was really being prepared for the family was doing it, but I got everything. Went to Whole Foods, got the turkey that they, you know, the size that they wanted. I was so excited. Put it away. My parents fly in from Atlanta. My Immediately, my dad opens up the refrigerator and he's like, where's the turkey? And I said, well, I put it in the freezer. Isn't that where you usually put the turkey? It was it was two days before your Thanksgiving. My parents, you would have thought like I, it was it was such a deal, an ordeal. My parents are googling how long it's going to take to put the, you know, the water and and defrost it. And I'm like you know, I'm just going to go back to Whole Foods and return the turkey because we need a fresh turkey. Oh, we can't do that. Well, I decided to go ahead and do 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 that. I went the next day with my turkey, frozen turkey, whole foods, by the way, it was a fresh turkey to begin with, right? So I totally made this mistake. Their customer service, I think they're holding back the laughter that I'm my age and I didn't know how to prepare a turkey in advance. The manager came up, you know, I was extremely apolog apologetic. You know, can I just exchange this? He's just laughing and he takes me to help me get a new turkey and I, you know, I said, in short, when we got to the counter, he refused to let me pay for this new turkey. Oh. He, you know, the whole time I was explaining to him, you know, I know, I mean, at this point I was in my late forties. I know that I should not make a turkey, but I don't. And my family's mad. And he's just laughing and he's like, take the turkey. I cannot accept the frozen turkey because it's already been in your home. You just take that, take this turkey, have a great Thanksgiving. I you know, came home with a new turkey. My family is dying laughing because they can't believe what I did. And you probably made his day. Well, yes. Of laughter. I mean, he, okay, no, but then, Valerie, this is what happened. So it's my Whole Foods. I see him all the time, right? And I wave. Year goes by. We're approaching Thanksgiving. I see the manager. You know, I always go up to him. Do you remember me? <laughs> oh, yes, we know you. You, As a matter of fact, let's 
I had the staff meeting today and you were the example of what not to do so that we could prevent other customers <laughs> doing that. And it's hysterical. Now when I see him, he's like, please tell me, are you getting our food that's already prepared? It's now a running joke, but I, admit, I mean, that's not my strength. That's not my strength. But the good news is it was a learning experience, not just for me. It sounds like that every year Whole Foods employees, I think there's a picture of me in the back to make sure that I don't do it again. And now it's just a part of this story that carries on you, and and it's just... <laughs> you'll have good stories like that, Leslie. Exactly. You know, those are the ones that make people realize, yeah, we're just real people. Leslie, I want to ask you about. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you about um, organization because that's what you do. So, I'm just picturing you coming into my home. I've hired you, and I've said I understand that you help me have less stress and be the best that I can be in my world by decluttering. So, come on in, Leslie. Do your thing. Well, what does your thing look like? You know, and this I hope will be helpful helpful for those that are that are starting a business that really is service based. Mm -hmm. My approach is really working with my clients one on one, and together I sit down and identify what their needs are. We always start at one place. Typically. It's the kitchen because it's the heart of the home. There's so many, you know, members of the family using it. It tends to be the most organized. And what my my goal is is first to truly understand what my clients, what their top goals are, how they work in that kitchen, what their mm -hmm. daily activities are, what they like. You know, I really bring it down to a very personal detailed approach to make sure I'm helping them every way I can to ensure, for example, your essentials that you're using the most are the located in the most convenient spot. Mm -hmm. So we're, you know, not wasting excess time and we are relocating pieces that could possibly be seasonal and, you know, go to another location for kind of the back office storage so that you are living organized, clutter-free physically so that mentally you're feeling that as well and it helps you become more efficient, effective, and in many cases, save time and, and money. And that's the story that you, <laughs> you said that a lady told you, which was, you've changed my life. Now my happy place is my pantry. <laughs> Here's another tip that uh, you shared, I'd like to share with the audience. You said, take things from the old and bring them out. I got to thinking about that, Leslie. So I have my wonderful grandmother's china. Now there is nothing newish, modern, contemporary, doesn't go with anything else I have. And you gave me permission, and I want to thank you for that and share it with my audience, giving you permission. Take out old stuff. It doesn't have to be matchy-matchy. I went over to a relative's uh, place recently, and I had given this relative a beautiful 
uh, sterling silver chafing dish, and it's very ornate. And I was curious when the words back came that she didn't have it out very often. And I said, do you ever use it? And she said, you know, it just doesn't go with my contemporary style. And I thought, well, that's okay. But what you're saying is bring out things that are old, memorable. You can put them in the most contemporary table you have. It's your room. It's your memory. And other people will probably say, oh, that's different, or I haven't seen that piece before, or whatever. So I just say that to the audience to remind myself and others that there are things we have, stuff we have, that we could be bringing out. Maybe it's a memory for you and a story to share at the dinner table. Okay, I want to go on. You've given us lots of lessons learned, Leslie. You've already shared a couple of them, turning to successful people and asking advice. I think that's really good. Um, and talking about mistakes, yes, thank you. You look at them as lessons, and so do I, even if they hurt. And the other thing you said, I want moms to listen to. And you said, set yourself apart by choosing family first. To those uber women out there like us, how do you do that? Just give me two tips. I, you know, really at the end of the day, it's all about the family. So I prioritize my life and set the expectations for the people that I work with that there you family go. is first. Yeah. And so my schedule might be adapted because of that. Mm -hmm. As long as I'm honest, I feel like that information is well-received. And I do find there's more common ground with the people I work with because majority of them have a family as well. Right. Yet they don't, they try to do it all and not share that, you know what, I am going to have to get off this call early because of my commitment to my family. Mm -hmm. I also, um, you know, I, I hope this is a little bit of just freedom for those families um, and, and, and mothers and fathers that it's okay to recognize when maybe you have to take a little bit of a pause or slow some of your goals for business down because of things that are going on with your family. It's not going to go away, your business. It's allowing you to spend that critical time with your family. And when you get through it, in my case, my daughter was graduating from high school. So I said no to several projects and slowed things down because I wanted to be there and not miss that year. And once she went off to college, guess what? I just hit the ground running and I had this, you know, great energy and I wasn't forgotten and people appreciated that. I, I think that it's okay. It, it's actually a, a strength to be able to, to admit to others when you need your own time for your family. Absolutely. And I want to ask you before we close, Leslie, you were in corporate life before you started this business. So for those of us, uh, or my clients, I should say, in our audience, who are 
transitioning out of business life for another company and going into something on their own. What tips would you give them in terms of bringing the strengths that they had over here into something over here? What did you bring that you had here now that's working for you in your business? I, what I would recommend is writing down what your favorite practices are within your corporation yeah. so that you can remember those. Huh? You know, we, when you work for a large corporation, the funding is there for you to have the technology, the resources to be able to stay organized and keep all of your you know, client data together. You may not be able to take that technology with you, but you can still have the practice and the discipline to bring order and structure to small business. In my case, I work for my home, so my business is really small, but I wrote down the best practices and I adapted, you know, the mission statement mm -hmm. and just made an honest list of what I felt really helped me. And all of the training I had experienced through corporate life, there's nothing more powerful powerful than being able to take that and apply it to a business that is your business and it's your name on the, you know, on the business license and the passion you have is so much stronger that when you are able to apply that sales training or, you know, the, the personality profiles, you do it in such a different authentic way because <laughs> mm -hmm. it's yours and don't you know at the end of the day just don't sweat about the small stuff at the end of the day if you're following your passion and you're doing it in an authentic approach it all comes through you know powerfully well you're proof of the pudding lady I'm so proud for you. And you have, Leslie, I'm so excited to tell the audience, you have something that you're willing, if they'll just email me to get it, uh, some tips. Do you want to share with them what you're willing to have in their hands? All they have to do Absolutely. is email me. So please email Valerie. I have just a simple four-step process to live your best life with less. It's very simple. It will help you from business planning to organizing to entertaining, just the best way to approach any project or opportunity. And it's four simple steps. And Valerie has that available. So if you email her, she'll get that out to you. You know, we all love tips. Leslie, thank you. That's so great. We all love tips. Even if it's something we've heard before, it's coming from you. And you are the living proof of those tips because you did those tips. So, yes, you be sure, audience, email me and I will send them to you. And, uh, Leslie, I, I have one final question that I think is, is so right on for all of us. There's a little book called One Word. And I did this before I knew there was a book. Someone said to me, Valerie, and I'm asking you, Leslie, what is one word that you want to embrace for this coming year? One word. And I'll give you an example. So mine is simplicity. What's yours? So, Valerie, I had no idea that this question was going to be um, 
set, shared with me. And I love it because this year for 2023, my family and I chose one word as our focus for 2023. So my word for 2023 was purpose. Uh -huh. And I focus on purpose in every aspect of my life, professionally and, and personally. Mm -hmm. So that for me, that means staying in the moment and every decision I make, it's going to be based on if this is fulfilling the purpose that I have for myself. Mm, I love purpose that. Purpose for 2023. You have one for 2024? I need to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll add to that, Leslie, that, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm such a simple person. I get up every day and say my purpose for today is, yes, there's a big purpose overreaching, right, Leslie? But even if we just do it for today, right? I, love it. I, uh, I want you to stay tuned because I always end with something I call a Valerieism, and I think it's something you'll probably enjoy hearing too. Leslie, first of all, in closing, I want to, and the banner is up so you can see it, audience, and I will say it. Um, how can people reach you, Leslie? Uh, you can say it. I won't. How can people reach you to learn more? I uh, have my website is lesliliarliving.com. My email address, which I love messages, so please don't hesitate to ask any question, Leslie at gmail. And then finally, my social media handles for most of the social platforms out there is simply Leslie Lear Living. And it's L-E-H-R, by the way, L-E-H-R for those who are not video but listening to this vlogcast. I call it a vlog vlogcast visual, right? <laughs> Leslie, I just wish you and your family all the blessings and continued successes. Yes, I know you are going into television work and becoming sponsors for big name brands, and people are going to be hearing more and more about you. So I'm so honored you came on the show today, and thank you for that. Thank you. You are Thank so you welcome. For having me. You're so welcome. Come to Dallas and let's have a cup of coffee. <laughs> okay, so here's my Valerieism for today. It's simplify. I told you that word, simplify your daily routine. Simplify your activities. Simplify your routines. Simplify no more lunch meetings. Simplify no more breakfast meetings. Have more Zoom meetings or old-fashioned phone calls. That one's hard today, I know, for me too. But they take up more time, you know this, and I do too, than you think. So simplify, simplify. Even your thoughts. Come up with your one word. I think it'll help you focus and then embrace it. And that's the show for today. I'm thrilled to have had Leslie Lair living her company name and her services in Phoenix. And she's going to expand, I have no doubt, all over this country. And so bye for now. Until next time, stay real. Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, valerieandcompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again. 
to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.